When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can you hear me now? Oh, here she is. I'm getting a, like an echo. Let me unplug this. I'm going to plug it into another one. Just one sec. Okay. Oh, my God, Maureen, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. It all sounded fine originally. Now it's just gone to shit. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, more younger and the dashing kind charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith we'd like to thank our newest patreon supporter Helen speaking of which this week we're introducing a private community group for all of our patrons and we're on there too and for just three pounds you can be in it too just go to patreon.com slash WTB podcast go now Nothing that they're saying is unreasonable. Can you put our wages up in line with inflation? And it's not like it's not essential. That's what I love that this is showing is that, like, without trains, without the tubes. People are like, it's inconvenient. I was like, yeah. That's the point of a strike. <laughs> if it wasn't inconvenient, what we wouldn't notice and we wouldn't care. Anyway, look, the exciting. politics is over because now is the start of this <laughs> brand new episode of WTB. What's going to happen is people are going to go, what politics? We didn't hear the politics. No, you didn't hear that bit before. That was a bit when Maureen, Alison and I got deep into the train strike. And now we're out of it <laughs> and we're back in the room. I think you can guess which side our, our loyalties lie. I don't think we need to express those to, to any of you. I think you understand who we support in this particular instance. But anyway, we're out into the fresh air of bollocks. <laughs> oh, my God. What am I talking about? That is not fresh air. <laughs> so here's right. Alison, this could be an Ask Alison, actually, in the future. Or maybe Ooh. we've covered it. I think we have covered it. Boundaries. So I hadn't had a night off in ages. And Friday night was my night off. Plus, Chloe was going with the kids camping with some friends for a friend's birthday. So I had that house to myself. You had an actual night off. Oh, wow. So promoter phones me up, okay? And he says, I'm in a real pickle. I can't get somebody to this gig. Can you do it? And I said, mate, it's my night off. I haven't had a night off in ages and I haven't got a night off in a while. So I'd, I'd really, I am free, but I just, yeah, I'd rather not. And he said, okay, well, 
can you get there for eight? And I was like, well, <laughs> no. Rather than going, no, I think I've expressed it's my night off. I went, OK, well, only if you can't find anyone else. Now, you and I both know that as soon as a promoter hears that you're free, they stop looking. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. search ends there. Mm-hmm. In the back of my head, I went, he'll find someone else. This isn't just going to be down to me. Next text I get is, you're on first, followed by blah, 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 da, 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 da. So that was my night off gone. And I know what both of you will say, and you're both correct. I should have said, I actually can't do this. I'm so sorry. No. Yeah, that's what you should have said. Yeah. But I didn't. There was a bit of me that went, oh, God, I don't want to leave him in the lurch. I don't want him to feel like... It's because you know him. Well, I know him. Yeah, of course, he's a mate. But also, I know what it's like. You know, yeah. I've booked charity gigs before when someone drops out at the last minute. It's an absolute fucking nightmare. And I just felt this huge responsibility to go. And I went. And actually, the gig was fine. And it was, you know, it was, it was all right. And I bought myself a gin and tonic on the way. I thought, it's the only way to make this. Still my night off. Well, that's it, Alison. I was like, I don't care. I'm having my night off. If I do this gig drunk, that's fine because it's my night off. Popped into the M&S, picked up a couple of tins of gin and tonic, thought, fine, I'm going to smash these and then do this gig. Anyway, it was fine. But I just really struggle. And what is ironic is I'd had a go at Maureen earlier that day. Oh, I? God, yes. Gave me a right bollocking. Maureen. Tell this promoter you can't go to this gig. Tell me you're ill, which I am, but anyway. Which is which is true. You're not well. Me, I'm actually physically fine. But I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't seem to just create a boundary and go, do you know what? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> do you have this? Is it just Yeah, me? You, I mean, I should have really cancelled the gig. And I didn't because I felt, I mean, it's good. So I know the promoter is a nice guy. When you're not well... I'm not At least well. mine was sort of in Brighton, so it wasn't. I think Alison actually is better boundary than we are. Well, it helps uh, being up north and away no, from I'm everything. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, can you come down? And... No, no, I really cannot do it. I get it, though. I'm a sucker for it, too, because there's always this part of me that, like, from all the years of being a self-employed person. Yeah. And I think that's what's so inside of us from so many years of, like, chasing moolah that then when the moolah's there, you're like, I better just. I didn't even want the money though. It wasn't even the money. You felt the responsibility because this was a pal, and yeah. I felt guilt. Do you know what I mean? Like I took on the responsibility of this promoter, like yeah. being stressed as being my responsibility. I was like, oh, I better get down to the gig. I don't want to ruin it for. Then I got there. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? But I think maybe it is because both of us have run gigs. You put yourself in the place of the promoter. Sure. That's what it is. It's called empathy. It's quite a nice thing. It's just sometimes. Are you talking to us about empathy, Maureen? Maureen. <laughs> no, I, I am very empathetic. <laughs> We're winding you up. You are, Maureen. You're very empathetic. You can shut it down on occasion. Oh, yeah. Maury could... Sh- yeah, you're good at... Yeah, I'm very good at just shutting that down. But that's what I should have done, is I should have shut it down, and I didn't. Well, Friday, Alison and I met up for dinner. <gasps> yes! Tell me about this. And firstly, what was the circumstances for meeting? And secondly, I do want to know where you both went for dinner, OK? I chose I'm very it. curious. Well, uh, 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 let's... Because I feel like that will be the climactic point in the story. <laughs> So I'm going to let Alison tell it, Maureen, because you start with the punchline, as we all know. Alison, take it away. Okay. So I'm in London, and I harassed Maureen ahead of time because I thought, well, maybe, you know, and I just assumed she'd probably be in London somewhere gigging on a Friday. So I was like, do you want to do a dinner, like, early around 5.30? And she was like, yeah, all right. And I was like, great. I was like, well, I have to go to this place, this place. And then I think you 
mentioned a place at first, and then you were like, actually, if you have to be at the store for this time, why don't we go to this place? So we went to Balance. Okay, fine. Because she has a curry there that she really likes. I know. In fact, we went for dinner there, Maureen, didn't we? And you had a curry. Well, they've changed it now. It was a Thai curry. Now they've changed it to a katsu curry, which isn't as nice. And it did upset her, but she still went for it. I don't like katsu curry. I can't get into it. I hate katsu curry. Do you not like katsu curry either, Alison? No, I can't stand katsu Maureen, curry. Maureen, what about you? Not really, no. What's the deal with katsu curry? People lose their minds over it. People are losing their mind over katsu curry. Do you know what it is? I bet you katsu's the cheapest curry to make, and that's why they keep trying to push katsu on all of us. I don't want katsu curry. I like curry. Somebody put katsu sauce on chicken. I ordered chicken from a pub the other day and they put katsu sauce on the top. What? People are crazy for katsu. Yeah. Do you know what it is? There's not enough sauces in this country, if I can just, for two seconds. There is a lack of sauces. Do you think? Yes! It's like sweet chili Thai, katsu, mayo, ketchup. People don't do sauces, so I think no. they're crazy about katsu because it's a sauce. They're like, oh, you can throw that on everything. Yeah, you can't. And absolutely, no. I'm with you. Katsu curry, Maureen, is a hard no. No, but anyway, as you know, it's a very nice restaurant. We had a very nice meal. We were... Did you have a cocktail? No, we didn't because this is another thing. I'm not having sugar. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, Maureen. So cocktails and sugar no. yep. tend to be not a good collection. And if people are wondering why, it's because I've got eczema. And I've watched one of the numerous videos I've watched on YouTube. And apparently, whatever's meant to try and stop your eczema, it goes for sugar first. If you have sugar in your body, that's what it attacks rather than the eczema. So I have spent a week of not having coffee, which is somebody who drinks three or four cups a day is quite a big thing, and trying not to eat sugar. And I have to say, it's beginning to work because I made a mince dish yesterday and I put some tomato sauce in it and I could taste the sugar in it and it was too sweet. And I would never have noticed that before. Ooh. So my palate is already beginning to change. Maureen, I love this. Let's get back to Alison's story. And then we'll tackle the sugar. And then Alex will edit 90% of what we've said out. Yeah, fair enough. Now, <laughs> over 90% of all this. Alison, carry on. Yeah, so we met up. We had a lovely meal. I got tuna. Wasn't exactly what I was expecting, but I did enjoy it. It said with vegetables and rice. However, the vegetables were deep fried. I don't want tempura vegetables. But anyway. Everything you're saying about this meal is like, I'm not into this. It was weird, but I had a sesame seed coated tuna, pan seared tuna with like sesame seeds all over. That was lovely. The bread was lovely, wasn't it, Alison? We loved the bread. Oh my God, we enjoyed the bread. So the guy's like, do you guys want some bread? And I- or olives? We went bread. 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 We'll have some bread, please. <laughs> Oh, that bread. We're all bread girls. Although I would have had the olives as well as the bread. Yeah, That's you would okay. have. I would have. We probably yeah. should have had the olives, actually, now that I think about it. But it was lovely. And then I was like, oh, where are you headed off to? And she's like, nowhere. Tonight's my night off. And I was like, Maureen got on the train, came into town Hot just weather. to meet me for dinner. Didn't even say that because I just assumed you'd be in town. And that I was really like, yeah, thanks, Maureen, again. Listen. I know Maureen, I would say, pretty well. And she does not leave her house for just anyone. No, I definitely don't. I'm jealous. I would have loved to have been there, although the food, I would have been livid. Words would have been said. I mean, what's the deal with this katsu curry? And why is the flipping vegetables deep fried? The fish and chips look nice. I had fish and chips last time I went. It was very nice. Yeah, we were looking at the fish and chips. We were like, that actually, that probably should have gone for that option. The fish and chips are safe. The thing is with balance... Is it's a okay, but you're there for the location, above and beyond everything else. Very good service as well. Yeah, great service. And the cocktails are fine. Anyway, 
Look, I'm glad you had fun. Before we move any further on, we are going to have to discuss very quickly Maureen's newfound... We're not going to say diet because we don't agree with diets, but we're going to say a newfound approach to her eating. Okay, let me see what I've done there. And look, Maureen's face, she's going to... Sometimes I feel like she might stab me through the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give Maureen any sharp objects. Well, blunt, actually. She could have a real go with the blunt object. (laughs) But Maureen has been very good and I'm very proud of her. But she has had to suffer me. And I am hard work at the best of times. But she has had to suffer, firstly, was it on Saturday? We've got various texts, WhatsApp messages about what I had, what I could and could not eat. <laughs> I was texting Maureen that I was taking photographs of vitamins. And oh, yes. It. <laughs> yes. Buy these. <laughs> Buy these. Drink water. No sugar. Anyway, I was sending all these texts. By the time I sent the final text, I thought, no, I've got to follow this up with a phone call because... Um, <laughs> This yep. barrage of texts is obnoxious. <laughs> out of nowhere, I suddenly <laughs> just got these... Apropos of nothing, because I'd, I'd talked to a doctor and I suddenly got into a flap and I got all concerned. I like literally woke up in the morning and started bombarding Maureen with texts. But then I did phone you to kind of mitigate the yeah. how annoying I'd been earlier. I think I evened it out. You did even it out. But then ruined it by telling you to cancel that gig. But it was more order rather yeah. than... <laughs> so it started, I started annoying became less annoying, straight back into annoying again. Yeah. Yeah. The reason is because I've got very bad eczema, like really bad eczema. And so I need to do something about it. I mean, it got so bad. I went to Holland and Barrett's and spent 100 quid on just stuff because I was just like anything. So I think, I think actually I have too much sugar. I didn't realise how bad sugar is for you. And if you start watching all these videos and you're like, oh my goodness. Mine. And sugar's in everything. Yes. Sugar's hidden in yes. everything, even when you don't think. Like even healthy things. So like I had a yogurt. This yogurt was, I had about as much sugar as a bottle of Coke. And then there was like this what? vitamin water drink. Oh no, those vitamin water drinks are just full of sugar. Forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just don't realise how much sugar is hidden in everything. And obviously, you know, because I have a lot of that, I have those powdery coffees and then I add sugar to them. So I just think, and what he was saying is sugar, because there's no nutrients, you can eat as much sugar as you like because your brain doesn't feel like you're full. Yeah, it cheats you. Yeah, it yeah, cheats, it cheats you. you. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I had one hot chocolate, actually, when I was out with Alison. She did have a hot chocolate. It's okay. I've allowed it. Yeah. I've allowed it. <laughs> All right, Mum. She can have a pass, Okay. We didn't have dessert because Maureen was like, do you want to get a dessert? And I was like, no, I'm going to drink some Prosecco later. I'm not doing this yeah. right now. And so she was like, oh, and I was like, I might have a tea, though. I think I had a tea or a hot drink of some sort or a cappuccino. And then you were like, oh, it's either this or a hot chocolate. And I literally said, if you get the hot chocolate, I won't tell Jen. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to tell her. We're not getting a dessert. So go ahead and get the hot Jen, chocolate. I remember once going shopping with Angie McAvoy after I came out of hospital. And Angie McAvoy was sending photographs of what was in the shopping basket to Jen, and then Jen was approving it. Like, <laughs> Jen's going, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, you know, it could be worse. I could not care, Maureen. That's the that's the uh, that's the flip side of this irritating coin that you keeps getting chucked in your face. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. That's something that we could actually do in a ask Alison because with eczema, it's just the itching has kind of got less, but it can be just so annoying because it's like your body's against you. It affects your quality of life. But also, I think it's because your immune system is crashing, Maureen, and I've been saying that to you for a while, and you need to build your immune system back up. There's a doctor I watch a lot on YouTube, Dr Berg, and he's saying that actually eczema is not a skin disease, it's a gut disease. Maureen! (laughs) I mean, your doctor said it! 
We've said it. Your gut is the most important thing. We realise that gut affects your hair and your mental health, your brain, yeah. your skin, your teeth, your nails. Your, it just affects everything. If you haven't got your gut right, you can't get anything else right. Focus on your gut and f- less sugar, drink lots of water, regular exercise. And I just mean going for a walk. I don't mean like joining a gym. And you'll be back on. Dare I say throwing a probiotic in there? Yeah, a probiotic. Chuck a kefir, whatever that disgusting stuff is. I'm drinking water with apple cider vinegar at the moment. Oh, it does help. That helps a little bit. This is fascinating stuff. And also, I imagine every single WTB listener has just skipped this bit. (laughs) Maureen Younger, thank you for your expert info. And I do think we'll cover that on another WTB episode. I mean, I bet you can't bloody wait, people. But now it's time to turn back to Maureen Younger. Yes, we're heading back into the (laughs) void. We started with Maureen. Let's continue on. We we meddled with her. We're bloody well ending with her because it's time for her Be My Money Moment. I'd managed to block myself as a spam sender. I chose my own number and my own contact to block. <laughs> oh my God, Maureen, I don't, under- I mean, I understand, but I don't understand. I've got to shut this down now. I've got to shut it down. Okay, well, this happened in Austria. So I went to a very nice little town with a friend of mine. Very hot, sunny day, we had some food. And then she started getting unwell. She had diarrhoea. We were in the main square. It was a very small, it's a very small town. Anyway, I said, sit down in the square. I'll go and find the chemist. Because um, in Australia, the, on Saturdays, there's only one chemist that'll be open. Every, every other chemist will be closed after midday. So I said, you just sit there and I'll go and see. And I started walking off. And I thought, oh God, I forgot what the word is for diarrhea in German. So across the square in my usual big loud tones, <laughs> I went, what's the German for diarrhoea, right? And my friend, who is incredibly shy, gets completely mortified, doesn't like attention, was like, "Eh, I was like, what? I couldn't hear her. She was like, and everyone's looking, because obviously it's Austria, people don't shout across squares like that. I said, what? I can't hear you. She was like, she was absolutely mortified. Maureen, (laughs) did at any point when you were shouting, what's the German for diarrhoea? Did you ever think... (laughs) No. no. And everybody understood the English anyway, probably. And she was like, she was getting, I was like, what's she getting so embarrassed for? Anyway, then I clicked after about the fifth attempt. She was like, oh. again, really, like, really mortified. And then to just carry on that theme, we were. Oh my God. There's, what, there's a topper. There's a the theme. <laughs> we were in a very nice hotel in this town. And then my other Austrian friend came to see us and we had lunch. And I was telling the story about when I was doing stand up in German in Berlin. And there's a punchline, and the punchline is to shag. And I'd used the word schnacksen, which is Austrian. I didn't realise that nobody knew what that word meant in Berlin. So when I said it, there was complete silence because nobody knew what I was talking about. So I explained this, but for some reason I was explaining it in English. But then I of course I said schnacksen really loud. And I didn't realise that all the Austrians behind me were just looking because obviously had somebody had just shouted to fuck basically really loud in the <laughs> Oh dear. And just to make it better, I've kind of repeated the punchline again. So um, my friends were slightly embarrassed because all the Austrians were just going, Why is she suddenly so. Why does she keep saying fuck really loudly? (laughs) Have you not met Maureen Younger? Here she is. (laughs) Fuck, diarrhea, fuck, diarrhea. Yeah, so that was it. I mean, honestly, my friend's face. When I realised what I'd done, it did make me laugh because she was, like, so embarrassed. If I was your friend, I'd have said, stop talking about your diarrhoea, Maureen. <laughs> exactly. Not exactly. your diarrhoea. <laughs> <laughs> Maureen, we're not friends with you for your, um, what's the word? 
Uh, tact. Tact. That's not what we're here for. We're here for something else. We haven't figured out what it is, actually, Maureen. But <laughs> when we do, bloody hell, will we let you let know? Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maureen Younger, thank you so much for your Be More Maureen moment. As always, it was very Be More Maureen. <laughs> <laughs> Alison, you've got to help us out here. We've got a problem that needs solving, and I think only you can solve that problem. It's time to ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice, I ain't using it. This is it. And I, someone needed help with this, and I think we all need a little bit of help with this right now. Hay fever, help. So, look, the pollen count in the air... It's crazy. It's insane. And that is, like, across the board. Same in Canada, same in the UK. This year, the pollen is just out of control, and people are really, really suffering. So... I decided to do a little research on hay fever and things we can do to help ourselves out, everyone, right? Because I'll research anything. So hay fever, what is hay fever? Okay, hay fever is a type of allergic rhinitis, irritation and inflammation mainly of the nose and eyes as a response to something that triggers the immune system. In the case of hay fever, it's an allergy to pollen in the air. Tree pollen, grass pollen, and other plants, okay, causes problems. When we have an allergic reaction, what happens is our body naturally releases chemicals called histamines as a part of a natural protective response. So your body is doing what it's supposed to do, but it just does not help because of what's going on. So in the UK, also, I just thought I'd point out, now, it might be different seasons across the world, but because this person's from the UK, when is the worst pollen, when is the worst hay fever? Here we go. In the UK, tree pollen, late March to mid-May, grass pollen, mid-May to July, and weed pollen is late June to September. So those are the main kind of pollen, like that's when it is going to be the heaviest. And those are the different types of pollens, which we will talk about a little bit later. Okay, so how to treat hay fever yourself. I thought I knew hay fever. Now, I myself suffer a lot with sinuses. That's my Achilles heel. I got a real bad sinus problem. And at one point in my life, I was getting sinus infections, I would say, every two to three months. And I was constantly having to take antibiotics. It was a full-fledged, like, I would just get then tonsillitis and bronchitis because that's what happens when it starts in the head. It goes down to the throat, and then it goes down into your chest. And so I was doing antibiotics all the time, constantly, this sinus thing. And I went to my doctor, it was about three years ago. She said, we can't keep giving you antibiotics. Like, let's look at what's going on. She's like, how do you feel right now? I was like, I feel fine. She looked at my nose, and she's like, your nostrils are completely inflamed. You are absolutely swollen, completely inflamed. She's like, you're used to living with it. So... I think you should start taking a hay fever tablet every day. And I was like, I don't know if it's a really good idea to be taking hay fever tablets every single day, okay, because this is my argument. So she was like, yeah, but let's figure out what's going on. I take a hay fever tablet every single day, you guys, and I have not had a sinus infection for three years since that time. Well, even in winter, like... I never have sinus infections anymore. No, but do you take the tablet even in winter? Every single day. I take a hay fever tablet every single day. And I was like, isn't that going to be really bad on my liver? Isn't that going to be? And she was like, what's worse, 
getting these sinus infections and having to take medication or taking all these preventative things that you are taking or this hay fever tablet that I can prescribe to you that is one of the ones that is a low dose. And since that time, no sinus infections. This is from a person going from two to three (laughs) sinus infections, like so many a year. So a lot of people I know are not into antihistamines. That's fine. I just wanted to put that out there to say it changed my world. It changed my life. So I'm a big fan of them. But things you can do, maybe if you don't want to be taking antihistamines, here we go. Number one, put a little Vaseline around your nostrils. What that does is it catches the pollen before it goes into your nose. That genuinely helps. If you're going outside, you really want to wear wrap-around sunglasses. Sunglasses that fully cover your eyes because a lot of hay fever happens from the pollen getting in your eyes as well. Shower and change your clothes after you have been outside. And again, I know you're like, shower all the time. I'm saying when it's this bad, when things are, you know, going on, at least change your clothes. Take off your coat and shake it off outside. Don't be shaking off your clothes inside because you're bringing in the pollen. Take off any outerwear. Shake it off. Wash your clothes as often as you can. Stay indoors, of course, they say when possible during these hard times. Keep windows and doors shut as much as possible. Vacuum and dust regularly. Dust is what I found out was one of my major triggers. So when I would stay in hotels, I would always get a sinus infection, whether it was winter or summer, instantly because of the air conditioning or the heat, and it would just be blowing dust. So I would always get an infection. So regularly dusting and dust with a damp cloth. I think a lot of people, I know it's easier with it, but a damp cloth really gets rid of the pollen because it picks it up a bit more. Buy a pollen filter for the air vents in your car and in your vacuum cleaner with a HEPA filter, neti kettle, or neti pot. Now, some people cannot even handle the idea of this. What, what, sorry, what is this? So what it is, is it's a little pot that you'll buy. It looks like a little kettle, and you get water. I boil my water and let it cool. You can also buy distilled water. You want it a bit more like warm, a little bit warmer than room temperature. You're going to add in some salt packets. And what you're going to do is you're going to pour it in one nostril and it comes out the other. So you're constantly cleaning your sinuses and it significantly helps with hay fever. Totally natural. Yogis do it. It came from India. It is one of the best things that you can be doing. Some people can't get over it. You can also get ones where you just kind of squirt in one nostril and it kind of goes out and comes out the other. You can get the squirty saline up your nose. In fact, they use it for babies and children because you can't, you're not allowed to use like their Vicks vapor spray. Exactly. I like the neti kettle, the neti pot, because basically it's more of a natural gravitation. The squirty, I think sometimes is a little aggressive on your nose. If you have these neti pots, you can kind of pour it in one nostril, goes out the other. Now, again, some people are repulsed by that idea, but I'm telling you, it really helps. Dry your clothes inside, even though the weather is nice, everyone, and you want to hang your clothes outside. You are destined for disaster if you're drying your clothes outside during a heavy pollen season. Rinse your hair regularly. Pollen sticks to your hair more than anything. Your hair is a huge source for holding pollen. So as much as you can rinse your hair, rinse your hair. Keep your pets clean. Pets, they bring in the pollen. If you've got cats, if you've got dogs that go outside, brush and getting that dealt with. Foods that are high in curatine, curatine, this includes green vegetables, berries, beans, and apples. 
That really helps with your hay fever. Eating foods rich in beta-carotene, carrot, spinach, and yellow fruit, and omega-3s are two more ways to soothe your blocked nose and painful sinuses. Get into teas, gang. Chamomile and nettle tea relieve these sort of symptoms. That really helps. Also, get a local honey. If you are eating or putting honey in your tea or coffee or in your food that is within, like, I believe it's the 100 miles, what you're doing is you're kind of dosing yourself with a bit of some of the, I guess it would be the pollen because the bees do that. So you're putting it into your system and you will build up a bit more of a tolerance of the pollen in your area. But again, it must be honey within the area you are living. Shall I tell you what what, uh, we did for my son? In my mum's garden, she has an elderflower tree. And her neighbour said, oh, my daughter has really bad hay fever. And we started making a cordial, elderflower cordial, with this elderflower and stopped the hay fever. And we did it with one of my boys. And you have to take it for quite a long time. It's not, it doesn't happen overnight. But his hay fever went. Absolutely. Again, because it's local, because it's close by. Yeah. Local. That's a big thing. Stay away from foods that produce histamines. So... Pickles, cured and smoked meats and fishes, cheeses and nuts. Now, I'm not saying don't always not eat them, but cut back, especially in those times where you are feeling a little affected. Avoid alcohol. Sorry, dehydrates. It makes things worse. Like I said, again, I preach antihistamine. I know a lot of people are not into it. For me, do a non-drowsy one. (laughs) Don't get confused. I took a drowsy one (laughs) one time. They're very different. Yeah. I did that recently. Yeah, they're very different, everyone. Some people like nasal sprays. You can get antihistamine nasal sprays. Eye drops, look into eye drops. A lot of people, again, the pollen gets in the eye, so eye drops help a lot. Maybe talk to your doctor. There are specific eye drops that can help with that. Speaking of talking to your doctor, take a test to find out what exact pollen is affecting you the most so you know what your game plan is a little bit more effectively. Stay away from chlorine swimming pools, everyone. That is going to do you in. Chlorine will just damage you. And with that being said, one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give to you is a trip to the beach is in order, everyone. If you are by water, the air there has less pollen in it. So if you can take a little break and go somewhere where there's some water nearby, that air has less pollen because of the, the, I don't know exactly what's coming off the water, but it's clearing it out. Those are some suggestions that I can give to help with hay fever. It is a battle, everyone, but with these tools, I hope that I can help you go to war a little bit more effectively. Alison, thank you so much. That was a very comprehensive list of things that you can choose. And you, you can you don't have to choose all of them. There might be something in there you're like, oh, yep. I'll swerve that. But there's something there for everyone, isn't there, I think, if you want to tackle yep. hay fever. I used to have crippling allergies to mainly grass, mm-hmm. pollen and dust, uh, house dust mite. And then as an adult, all of a sudden, I started to get full-blown hay fever. But the last couple of years, and I think sometimes hay fever can come in cycles, like cycles of seven years, you get it, then it disappears and it comes back. I seem to be in that period where it sort of disappeared for a bit. But I can, I know how grim it is. It's yeah. grim. You know, your eyes, my sinus has oh. always got bunged up. And you can't really see because you're congested and it's, oh. And then hay fever would then trigger my eczema. 
And so then I'd get eczema around my eyes and eczema in all the places I used to get as a kid. Because they're all immune things. Again, we were just talking about that, Maureen, which is funny that we started on that with your eczema and then we're moving into this. It's all kind of the same family. It's these things that you need to build up your immune. So these are some things that I think. But like I said, hay fever tablets, taken one a day, changed my life. That's just me, though. Great stuff. Thank you very much, Alison. Well, we have... Be more Maureen, and we've asked Alison to and now it's time to television and I and 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 and. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you can see why we get gentle yeah. with the segues, can't She's we? She's a master of the words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm not. I'm not on tip top form today, but I think <laughs> nobody noticed until that point, Maureen. <laughs> If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Boy, you look surprised that you're here. I've just woken up. And yet she still has applied mascara and lipstick. I just want to put it. It's called being professional, Alison. Ah! What have you been watching? Anything exciting? Oh, I've been watching The Staircase on Now TV. Oh, I've been watching that. Have you been 
watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, tell me what you think. I mean, I'm watching I think I'm on the sixth episode. I don't, I don't know really if I like it, though. I think the problem is the main characters are really unlikable. So do you know what I mean? You're just, I don't know how invested you are in the characters. For those of you who don't know, it's based on a true story of a very rich family in America, in North Carolina, and the wife is found dead at the bottom of the staircase. I mean... There's a doc, isn't there? There's a documentary about it. Yeah, there is a doc. And he's really angry. They're really angry about this TV show. Yes, they are. And the husband is then accused of murdering her. And so at the moment, you've seen three possible ways of how she died. It was an accident, it was a murder, and it could be something else, which I won't give away. And so you're not actually really sure. I mean, this guy is very manipulative and you do kind of wonder. He did it. Yeah. Look, I watched the documentary and that's what I thought. I was like, yeah. You do wonder. I'm watching every episode, but it's like, I don't know if I can say I'm enjoying it. I don't know. What's your feeling, Jen? Well, we stopped watching it because I think we must have gone on holiday. Yeah, so we got up to date and then we went on holiday and we haven't started watching it again. And I think for the same reason is that ultimately... I can't stand him. And Colin Farrell... Colin Firth. That's not the right Colin. Colin (laughs) Firth, you know, he's really good at playing this really unlikable guy. But it's like any of these dramas, which are based on a true story, and we ought to say based because the Netflix documentary is within this story and the makers of the Netflix documentary are saying, this didn't happen, that didn't happen, this is all rubbish. So we're saying it's based on a true story. Is that ultimately... All of these characters or all of these people are just horrible. They're horrible people. And so you're not invested in them. Yeah, that's it. You're not invested. And ultimately it feels like, am I supposed to be rooting for... Because I'm just hoping he goes to prison. I'm hoping he goes to prison and I'm hoping he stays in prison. And that's where I'm invested. And... I suppose I don't know what the point of the drama is and I think that's my problem. And also, Tony Collette plays the murdered wife. wife. And the other issue I have with this series, and I don't know if you agree, Maureen, is I don't know if I want to see Tony Collette murdered at the bottom of some steps and the different ways that she's murdered and the different ways that she dies in several episodes. I find it quite shocking. And there's a lot of time shifting as well, so it moves between time a lot. The time shifting is also a bit confusing, but I'm just sick of seeing women being murdered. Mm. I think it's just, it's not for me. Yeah, I mean, we should also explain that when he was being set up for trial, there was a French documentary company came and filmed it. And so this is part of the documentary. You can see the documentaries. It's on one of the it's live on streaming Netflix, things. Because I watched the documentary, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. What was the documentary like? Well, they've updated it, haven't they, recently as well? Yeah, so I watched it a while ago and it was kind of, I'm surprised they made a whole series out of it, to be real honest with you. I feel like that's a stretch. But I think it's interesting if they're including the documentary into that. I thought that's an interesting little thing. Which they so are. those are characters within the drama. It's their story as well. So you see their discussions about how they're approaching the documentary, about how they infer that there is a, an affair that is had between the editor. Oh, yeah. Did that happen? They just made that up? No. No, I think that was made up. Oh, that's a big... M- I think they said that there had been correspondence between them, but there was no relationship. Because that's a very contentious thing to add to a story, isn't it? Well, that's why the Netflix documentary makers have said, you can't say that, that didn't happen. So you have to say this is based on a true story. This this isn't fact because you're actually conflating fiction Mm -hmm. and fact and saying it's fact and it's not. So you need to say that. And then you're undermining their professionalism as a documentary company as well, aren't you? Yeah, which could affect their lives. Well, yeah, and it affects their standing. Yeah, 
it's quite engaging to watch. There are some great performances. I personally wouldn't recommend it. That's just me. But will you watch it to the end, Maureen, and then just tell me? <laughs> I'll watch it to the end because I thought there might be six episodes. It's blinking eight, I think. So, like, six episodes in. Yeah. So it's like, I'll well watch it to the end now. But it's kind of... Oh, look, I wouldn't watch it again. Let's put it that way. That's Yeah, fair enough. Well, that was a stunning recommendation by me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Tony Collette, I've been watching the other series, which I know we've spoken about on this show before, Pieces of Her. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, it's like you've really got to stretch the realms of reality here. and natural. It's completely bonkers, some of the stuff that's going on. But, yeah, I am enjoying it as one of those fictional dramas stroke thriller i suppose that is completely like oh come on this is beyond the realms of reality but nonetheless it's quite uh, enjoyable and uh so that that's something that more and you might want to tap into and also i just love tony collette so i could literally watch her in anything apart from that last series which i've just said i've just dropped <laughs> mainly because she's just dead in it <laughs> and allison the other series i've been watching is the boys on amazon prime the new series has started it. Danny's watching that like crazy. I started to join in a little bit. I gotta say, I am more into it than I thought I would be. So violent. It, I mean, so it's violent. So violent. But cartoon violence. For me, it's so ridiculously violent. It's, it's like bodies exploding and limbs being chopped off to the point where it's like a cartoon. Now, yep. some people might disagree with me and say, actually, no, Jen, this is, it's really gory and it's quite horrible. But it's so unbelievable. For those of you that haven't seen it, it's an Amazon Prime series. It is based on a series of comics. And it's about this group of people who are fighting against the soups, who are the humans with superpowers. And these humans with superpowers, they're not born with them. They are basically injected with this serum, which gives them superpowers. They don't know what their superpower is going to be. And imagine a load of fuckwits, absolute fuck... Think of the most stupid fucking person you know, and they're a superhero. They've got superpowers. And imagine what kind of chaos could ensue. So the idea that superheroes are all morally... Um, good people and they want to do good things. Yeah. No, it's just a bunch of unscrupulous, self-interested, narcissistic bellends, but with superpowers. How badly could this go? Well, turns out really fucking badly. But the company that has made this serum, what they've got is they've got the seven, these seven superheroes, and they decide who these the super seven are and they represent the best of the superheroes and they become like... Like Marvel, like the winners of X Factor times a thousand. They're huge. They've got merchandise. They star in their own movies. They're on TV shows. They Do they have a podcast? They've got a podcast, Maureen. They're on everything. Okay, they're huge. But they're bellends. So this group of people who have all been touched in one way or another by these superheroes in a negative way, either they've lost people that they love or they're sick of the way that the superheroes are behaving or whatever it is, band together to wipe them out. <laughs> Except they don't have superpowers. And so begins the story. And if that's up your alley, it's great. I can recommend it. I really enjoyed it. Is it series three now, Alison? Yes, yes, it is series three. So we're sort of halfway through series three. And if you haven't watched it, 
start on series one. Yeah. And if you get upset by a bit of gore, don't you come running to me, okay? Because I've warned you. I think that's a really good description of it, Jen, because, yes, it is gore, but it's not like... It's not going to give you nightmares. No. Well, oh, it's not going to give me nightmares. <laughs> might give some people yeah. nightmares. As far as we know, it's not going to give you my... Oh, what a great series. Yeah, I agree with you, Jen. The whole concept of it is very interesting. So, yeah, I didn't think I'd be into it. I'm not a real comic book person. But with Danny having it on, I was kind of sucked in. I was like, I'm in. I'm watching this. Yeah, really enjoy it. So those are my television recommendations. Alison, what are we doing horror-wise? Well, because we were talking about allergies and hay fever and that sort of thing, the movie I have chosen for this week is a little ditty called Cabin Fever. Now, this is a Cabin Fever Patient Zero. This is my type of horror film, okay? Because this is the intro that sucks me in. If I hear this sort of intro to any horror movie, I'm in. A group of friends head to a deserted Caribbean island... I'm in! I'm in! <laughs> right? My favorite. And I have a joke about it where six friends go into the woods. No, no, no. Make it seven. I am going. Like, I love these sort of films. So they go to a Caribbean island for a surprise overnight bachelor party. Woo! Only to discover that the island isn't deserted. It's actually the home to a secret medical facility. Not only that, there's something wrong with the water surrounding the island. (laughs) So it's kind of the idea of like the environment affecting you, an allergy to things. Yes, it's a man-made allergy. Yes, it's a man-made product. There is gore in this one, everyone, and not a funny cartoon gore like we were just talking about. There's some gross stuff. There's some gross stuff that happens in this. Has it got Sean Astin in it? Is that is that the one with Sean Astin from I do believe it is, yeah. From the Goonies. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure which one he's in. I think he's in that one, but... Did you say Cabin Fever Patient Zero? Yes. Because this is the third one. There's there's another two. Yeah. So why this one and not the other two? The other ones were fine. There was just something about this one that just really... I don't know. It was my favorite. It dragged me in. Often I find your first one is really good, so... Meh. Third, they get back on track. So that's why I really enjoyed Patient Zero, the third one. Okay, and there's also a Cabin Fever reboot I've just seen. Yeah. No good? I mean, you could give it a go, but I'm going behind Patient Zero. That's the one I'm putting my stamp on. Okay, that's the one to watch. Patient Zero, where a bunch of vacationists think they found the perfect place for a bachelor party, and then there's a deadly flesh-eating virus. I mean, this is, I'm on board. Okay, I'm on board. (laughs) great. It's real fun. I mean, if you like this sort of thing, but it is gory. There is blood, there is flesh-eating. Obviously, it is. Sure. Yeah. But I'm into it. You could give them all a go. I just like patients. You're the best myself. I tend to consider myself a little bit of an expert of friends go into the woods, friends go hear those sort of films. So in my opinion, I like this one. But you might like any of them. But this one, this one was a gooder. So that's why I went with that. Because I was like, ooh, I like the idea of the environmental things affecting our bodies. And Listen, I'm still terrified by that other one, Blair Witch Project. Never recovered from that. Everyone's like, oh, it wasn't even scary. I'm so sorry, but I was terrified. And if you say... It was when it came out at that time. I watched it in the cinema. Yeah. Traumatised I was. There's no gore in it at all. You see, that's the kind of thing that scares me. People's limbs being pulled off. I'm like, sure, whatever. But actual psychological... I'll tell you the other horror movie that scared the life out of me was the one where the kid comes out the telly. The, the Ring? The Ring! The Ring was creepy. The hell is that? It breaks that... The idea of something coming out of your TV? It's upsetting. Creepy kids. Yeah, creepy kids. Children. Anything with creepy kids, I'm like, lift. 
Anyway, Alison, thank you very much for your horror recommendation. If any of you feel like watching something with a flesh-eating virus, this is the movie <laughs> for to you. <laughs> you should see Maureen's face right now. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've just had to look at my eczema. I don't really need to watch film. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair play. <laughs> Maureen is living. Maureen is living that very nightmare. Maureen is patient zero. <laughs> she doesn't need to watch it. <laughs> it's not as much fun in real life, I have to tell you. <laughs> to, to be honest, I don't know how much fun they found it. Um, Maureen, what about your corner? Has it been cultured? course it's the corner time that is often cultural but sometimes just batshit <laughs> it has been cultured i've mentioned him slightly billy wilder yes a fantastic fantastic director austrian da -da -da. what was that billy wilder film that we saw a Billy Wilder film together, haven't we? Have we? I'm not sure. Or maybe you recommended one and I watched it. I may it. have recommended one. He was born in Austria, was very successful in Berlin with their German film industry, had to leave because of the Nazis, for obvious reasons, went to America, started writing scripts. And I don't think when he got to America, he could really speak English very well. He always had a bit of an accent, no matter how long he lived over there. And he wrote really good scripts. And as we all know, it's very hard to write a script. And if you look at one of Billy Wilder's films, they're brilliant because he's great at creating characters, great at creating dialogue. I did did not realise he was Austrian. I was thinking of someone else. Uh -huh. Just Googled him. I did not... I've seen loads of his films. I didn't... I know. you. Yeah, he's Austrian. I had no idea. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, and he wrote really great scripts. There's a great film called Inochka, but starring Greta Garbo. And it was an Ernst Lubitsch movie, and she's this very serious commissar who comes to America and is absolutely disgusted by everything she sees. And this porter tries to pick up her suitcases, and he, she goes... Um, that's exploitation. And the porter goes, well, it depends on the size of the tip. <laughs> <laughs> so he's really great. And Jen's really impressed because the amount of brilliant films, some like it hot. Oh, Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. The Apartment. One of my faves. Sabrina. The Lost Weekend. Double Indemnity. Double Indemnity. They're what? all Billy Wilder movies. Wow. These are incredible. I mean, he made some of the biggest, most successful movies. You think of Some Like a Heart, probably one of the best comedies ever made. Casino Royale. The original Ocean's Eleven. Oh, my God. He kind of lost his knack towards the end. In fact, he wanted to make Schindler's List before he died. He never got around to making it. If you study, like something like The Apartment is such a great movie oh. and you listen to the dialogue and it's very hard to write dialogue where every character doesn't sound the same. That's uh, And he's really good at making everybody have their own particular way of speaking and creating a script. And he used to get very annoyed if people went away from the script. They had to do exactly what was written. And something that's so well written, I think, why not? He obviously loved Jack Lemmon. He loved performing Jack Lemmon. I think I may have mentioned this before. There's a great scene in Some Like a Hot where every line is a joke. When Jack Lemmon tells Tony Curtis he's engaged and he goes, well, if you're doing comedy, you can't let the audience know that you think there's going to be a laugh because then they won't laugh. So he had Jack Lemmon play the meringues. Meringue, what do you call it? Meringues? Maracas. Maracas, that's yeah. it. Maracas after every line. So it gives the audience a time for a laugh and then you can get the next joke. So they're not, they're not, laughing over the next line which is a really clever thing and he it was also apparently the first person you know the car stalls that's kind of like a cliche now when somebody's trying to get away and the car stalls that was him and then there's a great i don't know if you've seen double indemnity i saw yes, it in the I have, cinema i saw it such a long time ago but yeah it's also the type of genre. So you've got film noir, you've got comedy. I recommend The Apartment. The Apartment with Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine is That's just... That's one of my favourite films. It's really good, The Apartment. I can highly recommend it. I mean, the ending of The Apartment is fantastic. And, the, of course, my favourite ending in any movie is the ending of Some Like It Hot, 
when Jack London's character is trying to explain to Joey Brown that they can't get married. And he's going, you know, I can never have children. Uh, I smoke, you know, I drink. And he's going, he's, that's all right. And he goes, I'm a man. And Joey, Joey Brown goes, well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Honestly, you can't go wrong with the Billy Wilder movie. Maureen, that's a great recommendation. And I'm pretty certain almost all of his films you can rent on one of the streaming channels somewhere. Great stuff. Thank you, Maureen Younger, for your corner that has been cultured yet again. Well, I mean, we've cornered cultures. We've conquered hay fever. We've talked about eczema. uh, We've discussed politics prior to the podcast. We're at the point now, though, where we... We want to whinge. Jen, what the hell is getting your goat? I don't want to lose my shit over... Okay, this is it. Right, Jen's goat is happening now. I cannot handle this! (laughs) Jet skis. Jet skis. I know, it's not a common problem. I understand that. Most Most of you will live your life... Have you just bought some, Jen? I wouldn't go on a jet ski if you fucking paid me. I think they are one of the most awful inventions. They are dangerous. They pollute the sea. They are often ridden by utter fuckwits who kill people, frankly. I swim, as we all know, I wag on about it enough. I mean, who could forget? And there are people on jet skis, often young men, Okay, I understand you want to go out and basically be on what is essentially a motorbike on the sea. But please, could you stay the fuck away from the swimmers? Stay the fuck away. You're not supposed to come too close to the shore. I see them. They want to show off by the pier, by doing their like fucking donut rings around, just pumping petrol into what is otherwise quite a clean sea. Also, they make such noise. And they can't see you if you're swimming. And as we know, if you get hit by a jet ski, it will kill you. I've been out twice with a jet ski feet away from me, fearing for my life. Okay. Having to wave at this jet ski guy to go, I'm here. Please don't run over my head. You can't tell anyone. It's not like you can even, like, police it. You can't be in the sea going, excuse me, there's a jet ski and it's just about to run over my head. I just can't stand them. And I understand that people want to go out on these things. I completely get it. And also, anyone can rent one. You can rent one. I can rent one. It's like being given a motorbike and say, yeah, get on the M4, help yourself. You don't know what you're doing in one. And also, when you're young, of course you want to go fast. You want to be crazy. I totally get it. But there has to be some kind of parameters. And there are. There are boys that tell you not to go any further. And they fucking do because they're young and they're not told. So I don't even know if it's the people that are on these fucking jet skis. I just think they should be banned, you know, because I'm a fascist. But if we are going to, the companies should tell these young kids because someone is going to die. Have you reported to the council? I have. I mean, I've got a letter back saying that they have strict rules about... um, I haven't replied, but your strict rules aren't working. You know, you don't need to go that far out before you could get hit by a jet ski. And now I can't swim where I want to swim because I've been caught out. I go, oh, there's no jet skis. I'll go and swim out. But once I'm out there, then suddenly they come out of nowhere and you're like, and you're in the middle of the sea. And they can't see you. If they're young boys, what about first thing in the morning? Because they won't be out first thing in the morning. Well, now I don't go and swim in the afternoons. That's the thing. I have to go first thing in the morning. But I was swimming. I mean, this is separate, but I was swimming 
first thing in the morning and there was a boat that nearly hit us. So, I mean, maybe we should just stop swimming and maybe that's the thing. But there are, like, boys to stop boats and jet skis from coming forward to say, look, don't come this far forward. There might be people swimming. Or there's often people diving as well. You know, and they put these little flags. And I see these guys, like... Last time, <laughs> they have these like yellow flags, which they there's someone diving underneath here, and they were just doing fucking donuts around this flag. I was like, "There's somebody underneath the water there, you bell end." That's what the flag's telling you. Yeah, but they probably don't know that. No, they don't because they don't know the rules. They're just somebody that's just hired a jet ski out. Well, then some complaint should be made to the company, surely, because they they've got a responsibility. Ah, oh, I know, I know. I mean, I I probably should do it, but you know, you just think, fucking hell, how many other people are going to write to just so they can ignore me? But anyway, that has got my go. It's because it's dangerous and because it's un. It's not it's not policed and because no one's giving these young people any sort of like do this, don't do this, do or if they are, they're ignoring it. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. honestly and also I don't really see the point of jet skis. I mean, I know they're fun, but they're gross and they make a load of noise and they're polluting the sea and and I'm an old lady and get rid of them. <laughs> you young people they, having your fun. What do you think that's about? You young people are how dare you out go out there in the ocean and enjoy yourselves. Well, but it's true. It should be like a thousand pound fine to the company renting and to the person riding. If you go past those boys. I'm surprised the Council of Covenants trying to make money out of this. I mean, because usually they try to make money out of everything, don't they? Out of cars. Yeah. I just don't think they can police it. I think that's the bottom line is that we have these rules in there. And basically, I'm sure what they would say is if you were to suffer an injury or die, you know, obviously you'd be compensated. And I'm like, well, I think that might be too late. Well, that's great. Thanks for the after-effect compensation. And on the note of possible injury or death, uh, we all hope you have a great week ahead. Uh, Hopefully I'll be here next week, but, I mean, who can say? Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTB, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Or you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Will that do? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.